This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Hey guys, welcome back to Thoughts and Talks with Tishnay. These episodes are available on Spotify and Google and Apple Podcasts. Guys, this episode is going to be so interesting. I will be interviewing someone over Zoom who is actually living in one of the worst countries affected by COVID, a country which has over 16.8 million cases of COVID and over 300,000 deaths, a country which has mishandled the severity of the virus and neglected its citizens, and now in a recession. The country has made 2020 seem like a decade. Yes, we're talking to a friend of mine in America. She's a Kiwi that has been living in America for the last five years, and she's from Florida. And she's going to give us all the inside scoop on what's like to be living there. So, welcome to the show, Tika Haggerty. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. It's nice to see you. It's nice to see you, too. (laughs) How are you? Uh, I'm pretty good, all things considering. Um, You kind of made it sound pretty bad there for a second, but I'm (laughs) hanging in there. (laughs) So, Tika, you have been living there for five years. Tell me, why did you move? So I moved to Florida originally uh, to do the Disney College program after I graduated at Otago. Um, so that's basically a program that they do where I go and you go and work in the parks for a year. It's kind of like an internship. Um, while I was doing that, I actually met my wife. Um, and so I decided to uh, just, you know, pursue getting a green card and my citizenship here. And so I live here now. <laughs> awesome. And what do you like about living in America? So America's a lot of fun, honestly. It's obviously so massive compared to New Zealand. Like New Zealand's smaller than Florida, I think. There's just, you know, so many things you can do, places you can go see. There, there's never really a dull moment here. Um, the weather in Florida is a lot better than the weather in Dunedin. <laughs> <laughs> um, to us, you has U.S. been U.S. America has been pretty much a disaster handling 2020. What do you think about it? How America handled it? So, yeah, it has been a disaster, honestly. Mm -hmm. Um, Unemployment is through the roof. People are losing their homes. They've lost their jobs. It's it's generally pretty terrible. I've been really lucky and my friends have been really lucky that we haven't been too affected by that. But um, the U.S. could have handled it a lot better, even just with things like when everything was kicking off. they couldn't really get out a solid message as to what we should be doing. Um, every city, state, and county is handling things differently. So that's that would be the equivalent of Otago handling something differently to how Canterbury would be. You know, different roles for every single place. So I'm in Orlando, Florida, which is one of the biggest cities in Florida. Um, and it took them quite a while to kind of get their act together as well, honestly. Mm. How is Florida like... You know, with Disney and stuff, is it open? Because I heard it's opened and is it open now? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So Disney shut down for a little while and it, it's back open now. Um, they, uh, I haven't been to Disney specifically, but I have been mm-hmm. to Universal and I know that they're running it almost like pre- pretty full capacity. I have seen my friends be on there on Instagram and things like that. Yeah. Um, they make you wear a mask and things, but I mean, that doesn't really, you know, <laughs> do help. too much for it. Yeah, yeah. Do you know anyone who had COVID 
or has COVID? Uh, yes. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty sure my wife had it. Um, she got it right at the beginning, um, back when everything was kicking off back in March and April. At that time, Florida itself didn't have a lot of access to testing because everything was just kind of started. So you couldn't even get a test in Florida unless you had, you know, the super high fever and the cough, the like pretty much all of the symptoms. If you didn't have that, they wouldn't test you. So she didn't have the fever, but she had everything else. Um, and so she couldn't get tested, but she ended up losing her sense of taste and smell for two and a half weeks, which later on, like about two months later, we found out that's one of the main symptoms. So she she definitely had it. Um, oh, wow. And on top of that, my roommates got it as well um, a few months later. And is she okay now? Yeah, she's okay. fine. Um, she felt she was kind of like the flu for about a week. And then other than her taste and smell being gone, she was completely fine. My roommates were the same. They had it like a flu for a couple of days. And then just the, it was the taste and the smell that stuck around. But they're fine. Like all my friends are fine. I haven't lost anyone close to me, so I'm very lucky. And you didn't show any symptoms? You didn't have it? Nothing at all. No. Um, I'm, I definitely have been exposed to it at this point because I live in an apartment, but um, um, I, I didn't get anything at all. And how do you think U.S. people are handling it? You said that you went to Taco Tuesday with masks. <laughs> Can you tell me about that? Oh, God. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so they, Florida was kind of taking it seriously for a little bit. And then it just kind of like everyone just got sick of it. And so they just kind of stopped caring. So all the bars opened back up. All the clubs have opened back up. I went to Taco Tuesday last Tuesday. Um, the bar was packed. Um, basically, what they do is they make you wear a mask um, when you're walking in. They take your temperature. And then once you're inside, you can take your mask off and they kind of, they ask you to social distance, but they don't really enforce it. And that's pretty much how they're running it and everywhere in downtown Orlando right now. Wow. So no masks when you're inside. Well, obviously. Oh my God. No, no masks inside. It doesn't make a lot of sense. It doesn't. Yeah. And what about Walmart? Like big, yeah. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So places like Walmart, Target, um, different places like that, they make you wear a mask when you're inside um, and they will kick you out if you're not wearing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's to kind of protect the employees and such, but with things like restaurants and bars, they're not really enforcing it once you're inside. Um, uh, you also asked me about uh, the, the gyms. The, the gyms are the same. I take my temperature when I walk in, I wear a mask when I walk past reception and then I just go in and work out without a mask. It's Do you guys have a... Really- like a tracer app no <laughs> you don't oh, no. Wow. <laughs> that'd be nice but no yeah. we don't have that wow so how are the numbers right now they're escalating isn't uh, it? especially coming up to christmas mm-hmm, yeah and yeah. they kind of all went up again after thanksgiving as well thanksgiving's mm. at the end of november here mm. um so I, I googled this before i got on um <laughs> we've just passed uh, 17 million cases um throughout the country and wow uh, there's been about three hundred and seven thousand deaths so it's it's crazy wow and the government isn't doing much at all are they no no yeah. they're not yeah. they they really don't care at all, honestly. And do you know any people that lost their job that got the gov- uh, support from the government? Yes, yes. So I have a couple of friends who um, 
who got the unemployment benefit. Um, the unemployment benefit in Florida, it's that's about 300 bucks a week, which is it doesn't even cover rent. Like, there's no way that's going to cover any expenses. Um, so the federal government was giving out an extra $600 on top of that for a few months, but that expired, I think, back in June or July. And so a lot of people have been kind of messed up after that. Um, and I, I had a lot of friends who still worked at Disney and Disney fired about 18,000 people just in Florida alone. So that that day, like my, my all my newsfeed, my social media, Facebook, Instagram was just full of people just having saying, I just lost my job. Is anyone looking for employees? Like, does anyone know of anything? Because 18,000 people were, were just fired in a day. Wow. Wow. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. <laughs> that's unbelievable. But then again, it's America. So, yeah. Um, how do you feel in terms of how COVID has become more of a more of politics these days where people are protesting about their rights, being taken away from wearing masks and not being attending to like um, be able to attend Thanksgiving with their families? Like, what do you feel about that? I think it's I think it's very short sighted and mm-hmm. um, it's just it's difficult to understand here. It's just the way the media kind of influences people here. Um, so a lot of people genuinely, if they watch certain media channels, they really do believe that there's nothing to be concerned about and they don't understand why they're being made to do these things. Right. Um, but I just I really feel like um, it's it has become sort of you know, liberals versus conservatives in terms of, you know, liberals want, you know, to give more funding to people who are unemployed and conservatives are just kind of like, nah, it, it'll sort itself out. Don't wear, you know, Donald Trump himself is saying, you know, you didn't need to wear a mask for God mm-hmm. knows how long. He wasn't wearing a mask when he was doing mm-hmm. his press conferences. It, it's just really kind of messed up how it became a, a political thing instead of just a, a human thing. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts about that. It's just hard to articulate. Yeah, yeah. In your opinion, what should the U.S. government have done to reduce the number of deaths? Like, would a lockdown help, do you think, or was it doomed from the beginning? Um, a lockdown definitely would have helped. Um, it's just they. It's not as simple as just locking everything down here. So, like, so many people here live on like no money and so they can't even afford to go on unemployment because a lot of people if they if things did get locked down they wouldn't have had jobs their companies wouldn't have paid them so the government really needed to expand things like unemployment benefits um give more than one one stimulus check which was uh twelve hundred dollars that happened back in the beginning and they haven't really provided any more relief they're still fighting over a relief package literally right now they're trying to pass it by the end of this year, but it's it's taking too long. Um, a lockdown would have definitely helped, but there needed to be a lot more support put in place before that would have happened, I think. Mm, so do you think if you guys had universal health care that less people would have would have died? Or because it was handled poorly from the beginning and people mm-hmm. don't actually be, follow the basic rules of um, social distancing and wearing masks, was it doomed from the mm-hmm. beginning? I think so, because for a while, the testing wasn't even free. And so people straight up can't afford to go to a doctor here. They can't afford to get that testing done. It's hundreds of dollars to just 
go see a doctor for five minutes um, mm. and testing was even more expensive for a while. So if they had sort of in, sort of put that into place a bit more quickly, that the testing would have been done for free. And if we already had universal health care, I think people would have been a lot less hesitant to go and, and see a doctor or, um, you know, find out their COVID status instead of just going to work blindly and, you know, spreading it amongst everybody. Yeah. And speaking of lockdown, how do people in America view New Zealand when um, we had our lockdown? <laughs> I've had um, a lot of people just be like, oh, the way you guys are handling it is amazing. Mm. It, it was on the news here that, um, that, you know, we were, New Zealand was the first place to kind of, you know, get rid of it. Um, yeah. you know, the prime minister has been in the news a lot. I've had a lot of people just saying, I really wish we had leadership like that. Um which was nice to hear and it makes me, you know, feel proud, but um, I, yeah, I haven't heard any re- anything really negative about that. I'm sure people are saying negative things, but yeah. not that I've heard. I mean, didn't Trump say um, after the <laughs> lockdown? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, he did say something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now they're having a new vaccine. They have a new vaccine. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that? Um, and would you get it? <laughs> what I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, y- yeah, so I'm not, I, w- I was kind of like, how do I say this? I don't really trust the US government. Yeah. And that vaccine was created very quickly is, you know, kind of suspicious. But at the same time, the vaccines were developed, you know, outside of the United States, the entire planet was putting in funding to, you know, create these vaccines, you know, all over the world. I don't really see an issue with getting them done. Um, I think they at this point there, there's 300,000 people dead. Something does need to be done. Um, so if I need to take the vaccine, I'll take it. Um, but I'm I'm pretty young and healthy, so I know I'm probably going to be last in line to get that. But I don't see any reason why it shouldn't it shouldn't be taken honestly. And before, did you visit New Zealand frequently? Um, not too frequently. I um, I was back there last year for about uh, two weeks. My friend was getting married. Um, but I don't go back too often. It's just, it's really expensive to fly back, honestly. Yeah, yeah. So, and, yeah. yeah. Not, not as much as I'd like. Have you been in contact with anyone who's um, in America that was from New Zealand? And what do they feel about this? So, I, yeah, I don't have, I don't have any friends um, from New Zealand here at the moment. Um, all my friends are American. Um, mm-hmm. There's a couple of Spanish people, but pretty much everyone's American. Okay. And, um... Yeah, so when the whole Black Lives Matter movement was at the same time as COVID, what happened in Florida? Mm-hmm. Um, so for Florida and for Orlando specifically, um, I did see some protests. Uh, you know, I have some friends who live downtown, which is, you know, basically where all the protests were located at. And so I was at his apartment when, you know, they were all marching past. Um, they were happening pretty often for a while, but Florida, um, we don't have a huge, well, we, there are obviously a lot of African-Americans here, but we have mm-hmm. more of a larger Hispanic population. Mm-hmm. Um, so we didn't get like the, the brunt of the riots. We didn't see anything dramatic like they were showing on TV, like the rioting and the looting and everything like that. They were just peaceful protests. Um, one of them did, they did block off one of the highways at one point. Um, but other than that, there was nothing really too crazy going on in Florida. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. But what about the other cities? Was it like 
as extreme as the media has showed us? So I, I think it was because I did see a lot of things, especially going around, not not even just with the media, but with you know social media. Mm-hmm. Um, it looked like there was a lot of you know rioting and looting going on. Um, I did see some reports that things like um, some of the people who were arrested, they weren't actually even affiliated with Black Lives Matters. They were just kind of showing up in order to take part with the take part in the rioting and the looting and. There were some suggestions that they were even affiliated with white power groups and they were just right. you know, trying to discredit the Black Lives Matter movement. Right. So I did see quite a bit of that as well. Um, I can't speak for its validity, but that was um, something that was being discussed a lot as well at the time. And how did you feel to be living in the uh, U.S. and not being able to vote for change? It's very frustrating. <laughs> It's it's really frustrating because, you know, I live here. Um, hopefully next year I'll be getting my citizenship so I can, you know, vote. At the moment, I'm just on a green card, so I just have residency, basically. Um, all I was really, you know, trying to do is I was just trying to, you know, educate people that, you know, things, especially like universal health care is a real sticking point for me. Um, there, You know, we have a good health care system in New Zealand, and it's not privatized. You know, I try and, you know, share that message with people that, you know, might be you know hesitant. You know, a lot of people say to me, "I don't even understand how that'll work." And so I try to explain. You know, in my country, it, it works for us. It costs us a lot less money. Um, you know, I'm not paying hundreds of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars a month. You know, for my health care, and then you know, still getting stuck with a massive bill at the end of it. I, I just tried to you know educate people that they should be able to vote for you know a better options and. They should, you know, take that into consideration, you know, don't just, you know, buy the narrative of, say, Fox News or whatever and say that it's impossible. And what what are their arguments, though, against that? So a lot of the time they try and tell me that it's more expensive, um, it would cost them more money, um, that, you know, things like waits for hospitals and emergency rooms would be out of control. And I just let them know my experiences in the healthcare system in New Zealand and and that hasn't really been my experience. Um, and, you know, I, I've, at one point I actually pulled out my pay slips from one of my old jobs in New Zealand and I showed them, you know, how much I was paying into ACC and how much I was paying into taxes. And then I showed them one of my pay slips from America where every paycheck I'm having, every every month I pay nearly $500 out of pocket for mine and my wife's um, uh, health insurance because uh, we both get it through my job. But on top of that, my job contributes six, seven hundred dollars on top of that to it. So, you know, I'm not paying anywhere near twelve hundred dollars a month for healthcare in New Zealand. And people are kind of really surprised when they see that. They don't, you know, they've been led to believe that it's the same everywhere, that it would still cost them the same. And it's just it's not that's not how it works. Mm. Sorry, I didn't even ask you what you do for work. Uh, so at the moment I'm working, I work at a bank. So I, I work at one of the bigger banks. Um I won't say the name, <laughs> um, just in case they they hear it. But I work um, at the moment in one of their call one of their call centers. Oh, cool! And how did Floridians? Is it Floridians? Floridians, Floridians. <laughs> <laughs> act or celebrate or protest when Biden won? Um, for for like a few weeks after the elections, I kept seeing little like convoys of Trump supporters driving around with their wee flags. Um, <laughs> just you know driving around honking making noise i'm still 
seeing Trump flags in mm-hmm. people's yards, Trump signs in people's yards. Um, really? Still? Still. It, it's really, it's, it's, it's like a cult. It's yeah. how I would describe it. It's not like an allegiance to a political party. It's literally an allegiance to this man. It's, it's crazy. I've never really seen anything like it. Um, but not a lot of protesting, honestly, just, you know, they're, them just running around with their flags, being upset about it, but nothing too over the top, honestly. Do you think people didn't take the severity of COVID um, when the elections were happening at that point? Because everyone was just like, get Trump out of the office. Um, Yeah. Yeah, so I definitely think um, in terms of like the media and everything that were being shown, when the elections really started ramping up, COVID definitely took a back seat. It wasn't in the headlines every day. And so it was kind of like for a little while that it just kind of stopped existing or stopped mattering. Mm -hmm. That's when all the cases started skyrocketing again. And that's when all the clubs in Florida were back um, opening again. Um, Or, you know, all the bars and all the restaurants, everything just kind of happened during that election time. So it definitely put COVID in to like a, a secondary position to the elections. Yeah. Wow. And how do you feel about the election? <laughs> um, I'm just happy that I don't have to deal with Trump for much longer. Um, uh, I'm just hoping they have another election in Georgia. Um, it's happening right now, and mm-hmm. they're voting on, I think it's the Senate now, and they're basically going to decide if the Republicans or the Democrats are in control of that. I'm really, really hoping that Georgia swings blue. That way, um, if the Democrats do decide to actually implement some change, they'll actually be able to, because that was one of the main issues back when Obama was in power, was that the Republicans still controlled, I think it was either the House or the Senate, I forget which one. Um, And so that kind of stopped them from being able to put a, a lot of their ideas into action. So I'm just kind of hoping that this whole other election that's still happening in Georgia right now kind of, you know, puts us in a good footing for next year and for the next four years and how do you see america in 2021 like what do you hope to see i hope that and just going back to the healthcare thing again i just really hope that this has kind of opened people's eyes to the necessity of that needing to be a thing i think it's changed the minds of a lot of people and so i'm hoping that they can kind of it's not going to happen in one day. I'm not naive, but I'm hoping that they can start taking at least some steps to getting that put into place. Um, I'm also just hoping that all the crazy racist, homophobic people that Trump has kind of given a voice to kind of go back to just being quiet. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like they were a lot more vocal over the last four years and it's because he was empowering them to do so. So I'm just hoping that we can go back to a narrative where, I don't know, they just shut up, honestly. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And do you think they'll, like the people who are very hesitant on getting the vaccine and stuff, will be open to getting the vaccine under the Biden administration, um, unlike if they were under Trump's administration because they didn't trust the government? Mm Mm-hmm. So I read somewhere that, um, or I saw somewhere that, like, um, Barack Obama was planning on getting the vaccine, you know, um, you know, on video, like, he would film himself getting it so people would feel more more at ease about that. Um, 
I'm wondering if maybe some of the other politicians will choose to do that as well, just to kind of put people's minds at ease, because there is a lot of people who don't trust the government here. Um, I, I can't say, like I said, I can't really blame them for that. But, you know, I, I have friends who are doctors. Um, I have a lot of friends who are in med school and they're just like, no, this is a, is a good thing. And so they're the experts. I don't know too much about it. So I'm just hoping that um, they can, the Biden administration can kind of put forward a, you know, a, policy. I don't know. It's a policy. Yeah. Um, just to make people be more at ease about it, I guess. Yeah. 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 And that is it those are my questions thank you so much Tika this has been amazing to hear your perspective it's honestly like really cool to talk to a person from America because we just see in the media like although and people are like oh it's probably biased you know but it's really cool to talk to someone who's actually living in it so thank you and I hope like I think we all hope that 2021 will be a new era where it will bring fundamental change where people will be held accountable for their actions. So, yeah, thank you again. And thank you guys for listening and tune in next week to hear about another person's perspective and experience. And now, goodbye. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.